0: Welcome to The Breakdown here, special PSP Dallas Open Edition. I'm Matty Marshall alongside Todd Martinez. Man, Todd, we have been waiting for months now for tomorrow's competition here. First PSP event of the year is going to be brought to you live and free by PaypalAccess.com. Make sure you tell everybody that you know about the crazy battle that we are going to watch this weekend. Starting off, I mean, we don't even have to wait till the weekend. Thursday morning, 9.45 Central Time Sharp first game we're going to be basically breaking down the schedule here for you guys here on this special edition of the breakdown and basically letting you guys know the ins and outs and the battles that are going to be happening and also the stories to watch for because man we have a lot of good stories this season so far.
1: Yeah, a lot of good stories, a lot of teams to follow, a lot of players to follow where they went and how things changed in the offseason. And, you know, this first day on Thursday, there's going to be a lot of good games. You know, we we're talking about this a little bit last night. There's so many teams that have to prove themselves from the very start. So these Thursday games, this first bracket is going to be crucial for so many teams and for so many of those players that have jumped around a little bit and are looking to prove themselves starting off early in this 2013 season.
0: Yeah, and it's obviously you want to get off to a good start but there are some teams that i think it's very fundamental for but let's let's just first things first let's start talking about these games as we progress through now we have here's how it's going to break down we have three games of prelim action coming at you thursday friday and saturday there's 15 of the best teams on planet earth are going to be thrown down here as the you know psp pro division is you know unarguably the hardest professional paintball division in the entire world and you know, the best and the brightest and, and the, the hardest of the hardcore paintball players are all united in one league, and there's some new additions. We have the uh, the uh, the Tauntauns, they are coming in from France, and we also have Sacramento Excessive, they're going to be playing here full-time this year, as well as Edmonton Impact, and we'll get to those guys in a second, but talking about teams that have rebooted for this season, San Antonio X-Factor, first game tomorrow morning at 9.45 Thursday, the 14th of March, going to be taken on Sacramento Excessive. What do you think about that game?
1: Well, I think San Antonio X-Factor is one of those teams that had a really good season last year and were kind of on the verge of doing great things, but couldn't just get themselves over that hump. That's why they're one of the teams that I believe is going to be super important for them to get off to a good start. I don't think that X-Factor can come out and lose this first game against Sacramento Excessive if they're going to be a contender this season. I really feel like so many things hedge on how you start the very beginning of this season. Dallas, the first event of the year is here, and it's time for teams to show up and show that they've been practicing and x-factor we've seen them you know everybody we've talked about uh the roster you know those guys are still out there at at their new field grinding playing really hard and i think it's going to be very important for x-factor to prove starting off this event first game of the uh first game of the event and first game of the season that they are prepared for everything that this season is going to have to show
0: well starting off last season. Now, X Factor has been around for numerous years. However, after they initially got together and it it was basically a super team with all the best players in Texas and they united, that was San Antonio X Factor. And they did well early on in their careers, but then they kind of, and, uh, you know, I was talking to Devin Odell, one of the members of that team when it when it when it first formed and ended up being one of their stars and the odell brothers were just awesome paintball players and he had said that you know right around the time that everybody turned 21 and they'd already been playing pro for a couple years that's when things started you know you know when you grow up a little bit and you've already done it did what you wanted to do but now owner alex martinez has really turned the program around and and a lot of the guys like the odell brothers who are still obviously good enough to play at this level but can't commit to an intense practice schedule won't be playing this season. So only the most dedicated players are playing for San Antonio X-Factor. It's a great series by Planet Eclipse right now from Disconnected Media called The Roster, documenting their story, which is really interesting uh in... A new uh, episode of that's coming out, and a whole new season will be out this year as well, so check for that. But, you know, another thing, too, that we have to talk about, because the way the paintball works is that you have, you know, these positional guys, and there's some guys that play on the D side and some guys that play in the Snake, and they have interchanged a little bit, but ultimately it's about these matchups. And I think, you know, San Antonio X Factor, they have some guys that really need to step up this year in those one positions, the one, the two, and the three, the one first guy to attack, the two, That's the second guy to attack. He's the support player. And then the three, that's the back player. And that's how we break those positions down. Now, San Antonio X-Factor, they picked up Scott Kemp, who had a rocky season in 2012, and Zach Wake, who also has floated around on a bunch of different teams. They both have found a home on San Antonio X-Factor. Wake is going to be playing in the Snake. And Scott Kemp is going to be playing on that Dorito side. And a lot of weight is going to be on their shoulders. Now, obviously, they're not the only ones on that team. But being the new guys in the tribe and also... Those guys, they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder
1: this year for sure. Yeah, well, they want to also give confidence to the players that have been on X Factor. You know, they want to show up and be like, hey, I'm here to play, and look me, I'm producing already. You know, Zach Wake, we know he can produce. question is, can he stay out of this penalty box? Scott Kemp felt like he got a lack of opportunities last year, and hopefully this year he'll be able to get more opportunities with his new team and show that he deserved to get that play time. So- well, talking about
0: opportunities, the team they're playing at the very first game at 945 Central Time is Sacramento excessive. They also have a big opportunity here and everyone's gonna be watching. They had a good season last season, had a didn't have a great World Cup. They came, you know, back to the PSP, played the World Cup, underperformed, though they did beat damage. They definitely beat damage and that was a really big win for them. So they can hang with the best in the league. And you know, they have Thomas Taylor, his knee is still a little suspect. He said told me earlier today that he feels pretty good. Uh, they have Jesse Lapid coming back also to play the snake, and then on that dreadle side going against guys like Colt Roberts. Uh, looks like Dimitri, I think, might be playing over there on that Dorito side as well for X Factor. And they're going to be going up against Aaron Tholey and Riley Sullivan, two really aggressive players when they want to be. You know, I'd say Riley's probably a little bit more aggressive than Tholey and Nate Lee, but they both have that in the bag for sure.
1: Yeah, I think beating damage at World Cup. Uh, gave all those guys more confidence you know, after a little bit of a slow start that they do belong in this league, that they can compete in this league. And Excessive does have a, a roster full of very talented players. Um, just because we haven't really talked about them much you know, in the, in the recent past, don't think that this team can't come out and perform very well at this event. I think it's going to be very crucial, obviously, for them to get off to a good start as well, but I don't think it's going to be as important as for X Factor to start their season off well. Yeah, but. so
0: now and then heading into the second game coming at 10:30 Central Time is Houston Heat and Chattanooga CP. Now, Chattanooga CP is really thin their herd this year. They've cut down their roster and what they have left are a bunch of fast talented hungry players. They had a disastrous 2012. They only won one game all season long and they're a team that they have a lot to prove and they're playing against Houston Heat who won three events last year and took second at the very first event. So three wins and a second place. Uh, That's... It's going to be really tough out the gate for CEP to try to take down Houston. Heat.
1: Yeah, when you're playing a team that won more events than you won matches, then it's going to be a little bit of a rough start for CEP. But it's a new season. They got a new team, new players, new attitude. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about Robbie Goldsmith and, you know, his motivation. He's ready to play. And it's, it really seems like he's got a, a new head on that uh, shoulders of that team that they've put together here. So, you know, maybe we'll see something different from CEP this year. But once again, they need to stay out of the penalty box and hope. Hopefully they uh, play a little bit smarter this year. Absolutely,
0: and then at 11:15, coming up, it's going to be San Diego Dynasty playing Sacramento Excessive. So within the first three games, we're going to see Excessive twice, and they play X Factor and Dynasty, two real strong squads. So we're going to get a real good read on how good ex- how good Excessive is going to be at this first event here, and uh, it, you know it's it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to. To watching this go down and then after that now and also dynasty has a lot of unanswered questions as well you know dynasty is uh in a situation where they have brandon uh brandon short who's been injured you know brandon short broke his hand and he's got tubes coming out of it now and he's got screws all up in there so it's one of those situations where brandon short is not going to be taking the field for six to ten weeks for dynasty and but, I mean, you look at their core of their roster, It's they still are the team that that won, has has won 55 tournaments worldwide since their inception. That's ridiculous. They are the most successful team ever to play the game. And, you know, that's going to be a really good game between them and Excessive. Then coming up after that, X-Factor is going to take on CEP. Again, CEP, they're going to have to come out the gate strong in order to, uh, to show everyone this year. But also I think that one of the things with CEP that they really have got to kind of take a deep breath on is that hey look guys the road is long you obviously they have a lot to work on I mean we're gonna see what they've done in the offseason here and what the new CEP looks like is again they've got they're under new ownership the leadership has changed it's still Robbie Goldsmith but he's been able to focus a lot more on trying to build that team up and then the guys they have there are really basically the cream of the crop from what they had last year so we'll see if they're able to buy they still don't really have a strong coach or somebody that's really experienced though they do have osvaldo lopez who played on the ironman for a couple seasons and i think he'll be able to to lend some of that experience that they desperately need and then we have Houston Heat taking on Dynasty. Now that is going to be a game. I'm really looking forward to that. That game will be coming at you at 12:45 Central Time tomorrow. What do you think about that that team, Todd? Well, I think oh, that, this is
1: going to be a really a really exciting game. game. And I think that's the one that I'm most excited about watching for this uh first Thursday action lineup that we have here because Houston Heat's going to play their first game against CEP and you know get fired up and get to play the field and uh uh San Diego Dynasty is going to have their first game against Excessive. So Heat, you know, traditionally probably going to come off, uh, you know, they, they, they play well against CEP, all right? So they're going to come out here and, you know, they're going to get a good look at the field. And Dynasty is going to have a tough game against Excessive, I believe. So, I mean, to see both of those teams who had some really good matchups last year, you know, I was telling you, Maddie, last night, it seemed like, you know, Dynasty lost a lot of close games last year, but they always seemed to beat Heat. Um, I'm not exactly sure what, off the top of my head what the record was between the two teams last year, but I think this is a great matchup because uh, a lot of these players have been playing against each other for a long time. I mean, I remember playing against the guys that are on Heat back when I was on Dynasty. I mean, so it's been a pretty good matchup. It's been a great battles with those players, with Mishka and Fedorov and how they think. Jason Trojan, old-school coach, very knowledgeable of all of Dynasty's players and how they play and their tendencies by now. And Dynasty, again, it's going to be which Dynasty shows up this year. You know, how did that game go against Excessive? Are they playing with confidence? Did everything that they've done in the off season going to make a difference and are we going to see a, a stronger, more confident, powerful Dynasty team this year? Well,
0: and how well are their new pickups, Tyler Harmon and Kyle Spica going to play for them? Because, again, this really comes down to position. So, yeah, when we're talking about Dynasty playing Houston Heat, what are we really talking about? Well, we're talking about the matchups on each side of the field. And on that Dorito side, you know, again, with Dynasty, they have players that they can kind of play in different spots. But last year, Dalton Vanderbilt, man, that kid really kind of came into his own last season and – really elevated his status into one of the cream of the crop, higher echelon players out there. Everybody knows it. A lot of teams went after him. He almost switched over to Edmonton Impact, along with uh, three other pickups from uh, you know, from the Damage and, and Infamous, as well as Greg Sewers, Justin Rabikoff, and Dave Baines all ended up on Impact this year, who looks really strong. We'll get to that in a second. But, you know, so they have, Dynasty has Tyler Harmon, and they have Kyle Spica. Kyle Spica is going to be playing over here on the Snake side as the one. He's going to be that first attacker. Spica had some good points, some really good points. He's been playing on the Los Angeles Iron for the past couple seasons. And last year, I saw some flashes of brilliance out of that kid. But, man, he just, he just gets inside his head a little bit too much. And if he just lets the reins go, really believes in himself, I think he could have a breakout season. And Dynasty is going to need him to have a breakout season because they had a lot of, of issues with their ones, their starting ones, last year. You know, so it's one of those situations where, you know, is Arsbicka and Harmon going to get it done? Backed up by Alex Frazier and probably throw Glenn Takamoto. Maybe Oliver might go to that side a little bit. Could see Ryan Greenspan. Typically, Greenspan's a little bit more towards the Dorito side of the field along with Dalton. And, you know, that's just a really solid lineup. You back up, back that up with, with Yosh Rao, who's... Arguably one of the best back players. And he actually was the number one guy from Phoenix last season on the statistics. So, you know, yeah, you're right. Is, is Dynasty going to show up tenacious this year? Are they going to show up with that will to win that got them so many W's and, and made them the most successful team ever remains to be seen. And, uh, and they're going to have that tough second game against Houston Heat. And then right after that, we have another really good matchup as Red Legion is going to be taken on impact. What do you think about that game?
1: Well, Moscow Red Legion, uh, they lost a couple really stellar players in Marcelo Margot and... uh Axel Godin over the offseason, so mm-hmm. we're going to see, we haven't really heard much from them and how everything's been going, how they've been playing, but I mean, everybody's waiting to see Edmonton impact, you know, that with the big pickups that they made, the already solid players that they had, I mean it's just going to be how the, how well this team shows up inside the play, but Moscow Red Legion no matter who they put on the field they always seem to have a really tough mentally strong team, and when you have guys, number one player in the world Alexander Biernikov coming back, Kirill coming back, um, Pantale of is just a rock. I mean, they have a good squad that, I mean, of cool. core players that are still there. So I would count on this to be, you know, another really good grudge match game, you know, just right right away, right to start off the, uh, the I, new season. Well, and <laughs> also,
0: you know, this year we have the new champions and challengers format, which is coming out, and that's going to change things up a little bit. Every game is now important. There are no throwaway games. We have 15 teams here at this event. And we will have twenty pro teams at the second event as we add five more challenger teams and create a new division there. And the bottom five finishers of this event will move down into the second pro division, which is the challengers. And then the champions, oh there's going to be 10 teams there. So it's going to get really interesting as every single one of these squads. No one wants to be, no one wants to be the guy that loses the game for their team. And then also ends up, you know, now again, if you if you mess up here, well, then you're gonna to have to transition. You have to go down to that. It's still professional division but it's the you know it's the second tier professional division as opposed to the cream of the crop which is the champions league so it, it, it is going to be really really interesting as we see that breakout and yeah you're right moscow red legion and edmonton impact both have a lot to prove because they've both reformed their teams obviously i think you know if you're just going pure talent alone wow edmonton impact really really put together a stellar squad i mean they were obviously there was a lot of things that happened in the off season as we've been breaking it down and go to the rest of the all of the information on painfulaccess.com and, and follow the stories as they've broken, the, you know, as, as throughout the months, as things have developed, but man, it is, it is really going to be interesting to see which, which players on impact become their best guys now because they're so deep.
1: Yeah. I mean, they already had a roster with guys on it that were number ones, you know, yeah. that were team
0: leaders. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and now they
1: just drafted a whole half of another team.
0: Yeah. And we're going to break more of that down here for you in just a few seconds. Do not go anywhere. We are back. We are breaking down the schedule here for the first event of the PSP season. Maddie Marshall got Todd Martinez alongside me, and we were, just ta- we were just talking about Edmonton Impact and Moscow Red Legion. Now, with Moscow, they actually had a change in their head coach, and I think that that was kind of an issue at World Cup because, you know, again, they played Marcelo Margat out of position at that event, and he was the number one player in the world. They have, they, but like you said, they still have the number one guy, our Top Gun award winner from 2012. Alexander Bernikoff, also known as Malloy. Little guy, he's not very big, He's but he's fast. He's amazingly good at pretty much every element of the game, and he emerged as the number one guy In the entire PSP Pro Division last season, and and that honestly wasn't really surprising, but it was surprising that Moscow, known for just stellar coaching all the time, and that's one of their strengths, made that. I I still think you know, and everyone has their own opinion, but I don't. You know, I just that's like playing. Okay, Kobe, you're going to play center in the NBA Finals. You know, we don't we don't need you playing your normal position. It just doesn't make much sense. But I think that they learned from that. And then now they have those new ones. They have Michael Kovar coming in from San Antonio X-Factor. He actually moved, moved to Belgium. And, uh, and he is going to be taking the field for Moscow Red Legion now. And they picked up uh, um, Kevin from uh, Marseille Icons. And uh, so they've kind of rebuilt the squad. But they've done this before. You know, I mean, Moscow Red Legion proved last season that they were able to take those hits. And, you know, honestly, that was a team effort. But it, was, it did help that the two guys they picked up, Axel and Marcelo, Margot, played phenomenal. And, uh, and then with damage, I'm sorry, with impact... Well, with impact... You know, I, who, who do you think are going to be the top five guys on that team? Who do you start on that team?
1: Well, I really am the most thing that I'm most excited to see is how they're going to run their squads and how they're going to, who's going to play where, who's going to play how. You know, because, uh, I mean, having coach Greg Sewers last year, I know that he's a force. I also know that it's good to get him reps. But when you have a guy right next to him in Ryan Moorhead, who is your number one guy who won uh, titles for the Philly Americans, mm-hmm. you know, h- which guy do you play? You know, do you try and put those guys together? Do you mix them up? Do you see who's hot? I mean, those guys get hot because they get reps. And when they're playing the same position, it's hard to get those guys uh, points game after game. Dave Baines is great at turning and shooting somebody on the break, but there's no back center on this field. Where are we going to see him line up? Uh, we got to see a little bit of a practice this morning against the Ironmen, and I saw Justin Rabakoff coming up the middle a lot. You know, he this is a great snake, I think, for Justin Rabikoff to get into, but, you know, we'll see where they play him. So I'm actually really excited to see where Impact sends their players on the field. But that's why this year is so
0: interesting. You know, you look at these teams, and – yeah, it's a bunch of guys running around shooting paintballs at each other, but there is so much at stake for these guys. There's so much at stake, so much water on the bridge for a lot of these players, and, and there's, I think, legitimately eight teams that really have a decent chance at winning this event out of the 15, which is, is pretty ridiculous. Now, you know, it's pro paintball, so everyone has a chance. That's why we shoot the paintballs at each other. But that being said, I mean, there's there's some powerhouse teams that have been assembled, and... And obviously, Edmonton Impact, if you could lay up all of the different roster moves that were made in the offseason, they might have won the battle of the the talent battle.
1: Yeah, well, like my friend Dan Wake said, uh, father of Zach Wake, you know, if you have nothing but potential and you don't do anything with it, then all you are is overrated. So, I mean, all these teams that have put together players and players and players and tried to stack their roster, if they can't come together and figure out how to make it work on the field, then, you know, you have a lot of good teams that could be going home. Yeah. And uh, uh, some really good team that may end up in the Challengers division. Yeah, and that's totally possible. And how that's going to
0: break down is we have three brackets of five teams. The top two teams from each bracket are going to advance to play on Sunday to see who wins the tournament. The third-ranked teams in each bracket... They will they are get knocked out of this tournament, but they will advance and they will be secured a spot in the champions division. The fifth place teams, the last place teams in each bracket are automatically in the challengers division. But here's where it gets interesting. Those fourth place teams, the 12th, 11th and 10th ranked teams are going to play each other in a playoff to see who stays and who has to drop down to the challengers division. So that's going to be really interesting. 12 plays 11 and then the winner plays 10 and the winner of that game they'll stay in the ch- and be a, a champions team. But th- the cool thing about the way things are working now is it's, it's not like that's a permanent thing. So that will be how the second event, the Mid-Atlantic Open, breaks down and uh, at, in Chesapeake City and an awesome field out there. But we're going to do it all over again in the second event so the top two teams from the challengers division will bump up and the bottom two teams will drop down it's going to be a wild and crazy year with lots of drama and lots of on-field action so let's continue down the schedule todd here we have you know so that's uh, moscow religion impact then now now we start seeing damage and shock and then vicious and impact what do you think about
1: that vicious impact game Well, I think Vicious is kind of in the same boat with San Antonio X Factor. I feel like Omaha Vicious every year has gotten better. You know, to their credit, they've worked hard. They've gotten pieces here and there, like a Shane Colby, a Matt Sossaman that they really like, Trevor Reeser, you know, and put those guys together. And with the time that they've spent together, they've been able to develop a chemistry. But they haven't been able to get over that hump. So I feel like again, they're gonna be one of the teams that really needs to start their season off, their tournament off, right, with a win. And going up against Edmonton Impact, it's gonna be kind of difficult because they're a stellar team, obviously. They can be. But Omaha Vicious, I feel like they got all the tools. They just need to they just need to get over that mental hump or whatever it is, get get the one win that matters, but really get off to a good Uh, Season to get them going and kind of get them firing.
0: Yeah, and with Damage, now Damage is another interesting team too because they lost some guys in this offseason and they also changed the coaching position as well. Kevin Bretthauer, who used to coach the L.A. Ironmen, he is going to come over to coach Damage. And they also have the return of Brian Smith. Now, Brian Smith, a lot of people don't remember this, but when Tampa Bay Damage was first earning its stripes on the professional league in the professional circuit, Brian, it was a lot of it was because Brian Smith was so dominant on that snake side of the field. I, I remember, I think they won Chicago one year, and just Smith was just destroying people over there. And the, from what I've heard, practice—the word coming back from practice down in Florida—is that Smith had has come. To play some paintball again in 2013 so it, it i'm really looking forward to him take the field and they're going to need him to step up because you know they have a ton of depth on that team they did lose dave baines and they also lost alex uh alex uh mouse goldman as well but he was only on the team for a short amount of time and they you know also uh yeah it's it, it's I don't know, it's going to be interesting with them because if you look at it positionally okay yeah you lost dave baines but you can just play jason edwards just play Jason Edwards every point. Play Jason Edwards till the wheels fall. But they picked up Rainey Stanzik from the Ironman as well. He comes over. So there's just so many unanswered questions. And you I'd like we have been doing this, you know, during the show so far, but you go down the list of these teams and you know every single one of these teams has something to prove.
1: Well damage is kinda like uh impact this year is kinda like damage was last year. Obviously, you know, Dave went over there and Justin. But I mean damage last year they had so many talented players, their kind of riff was about the fact that all those good players couldn't get on the field enough and if you look at the roster now with Tampa Bay damage just on the Edwards brothers, Chad Holiday and Smith, i mean that is a stellar five that are very athletic and very well play the majority of the points and then coming off the bench didn't you even still have Edward- keith, yeah Brown, we didn't
0: put an Edwards on that starting five
1: the edwards brothers both oh, yeah, edwards, okay, brothers. Sorry, the edwards brothers yeah and then holiday smith and okay. chad yeah so on your bench you still have Rainey, keith El Youssef. Timmy Probst. Timmy Probst. I mean, like, all those guys, and Timmy Probst was one of the league leaders last year in survivability, you know, which was something that ran very deep with their team, their ownership, and, you know, that's something they like about them, and the coach knew that kept getting them in there. So, I mean, maybe this year there'll be a little less inner.
0: Turmoil, turmoil. I, was I guess turmoil. would you say? There was a little turmoil. You know,
1: it's more. It's more like all Florida guys. You know, like they, they kind of like they got the tribe back. And yeah. Other
0: than Rainey and and Kevin Brettauer coming in, but I really think that Brettauer is going to fit in there. I, I just, I think so. I, I think, think that it's they mesh. like it. they like that he's there. They're really excited about it. I think that that's totally going to mesh. And uh, you know, then we have um, Moscow Religion taking Chicago AfterShock and Damage playing Vicious and. You know, Friday and Saturday is also full of of prelim action, too. To me, some of the – and we're going to get to see the Tauntauns take the field for the first time on Saturday. They're not playing on Thursday, um, but they will play Friday morning at 9.45. All the games start at 9.45 a.m. here central time as we're outside of Dallas, Texas here. And that's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then we'll see the Sunday competition where everything gets decided. Uh, But, uh, you know, the Tauntauns, I think, you know, even talking to some of the guys that played against them, not a lot of – People here in the states, stateside, really know who the good players on that team are. Now, obviously, they picked up. Uh, Axel Gondin, who came back from Moscow, and he he's, he looks so good last season. He's obviously their best player. But then they got Heyman Chapman and Steven Lasher, who have been playing divisional ball for a little bit, but they're former ex-pro players as well. And Heyman Chapman is well-known, as incredibly talented. I think he's going to help them a lot. Steven Lasher plays some aggressive ball. But that's what I've heard about the Tauntauns, is that they play an aggressive style of paintball, which has earned them a lot of respect. And that's why they're making this leap over, because they think that they can hang with the best players in the world. And we're going to get to watch to see if that's actually true or not. I, you know, I think they got a chance. I mean, the roster's is pretty solid. And then also, you know, we have the Ironman this year and that's their first game. It's going to be Ironman versus the Tauntaun. So man, I, you know, in the Ironman talk about the team that's been playing the most, the, th- the three teams that have played the most in the off season is, uh, Tampa Bay damage. And then also San Antonio X factor and then probably the LA Ironmen have played the most paintball in the off-season together on at least a decently regulation. So obviously you don't get the layout, but you can still play outdoors in good weather. And because they're in San Diego and and you know, Southern California essentially, you got a couple guys from NorCal. But you know it's one of those things that. Man, they've been putting in a lot of work. they got a new coach, Mike Hinman. He's incredibly intense. Probably the, he is the most intense coach in the game. So he's going to be cracking the whip on those young kids. they got Marcelo Margott playing the one on the Drill side. And they also got Alex Goldman. He's going to be playing the one on the Snake side. So, uh, you know, I, it's, that's an impressive looking team right there. That's going to be awesome. Now, also Seattle Thunder what are they going to bring to the table this season? They've also thinned their herd. They're coming into this event with eight players and Corey field's expecting a lot out of the guys. He has, uh, you know, basically you know, it's, it's like CP. They played a lot better than CP last year, but they also have thinned the herd and, Trying to keep the penalty magnets and the guys that aren't dedicated, because you know their entire team has been on a training regimen. Corey Field himself has dropped like forty pounds since this time last year, and he looks faster and better than he ever has.
1: Yeah, I mean, and he was always an intelligent player. You know, his his paintball mind and understanding of the game is what helped him win games for so many years of his career. And now that he's got his mobility back, you know, and he's focused on paintball, I expect to see a lot of good things out of them. I mean, they're going to have a tough game going against uh, LA Infamous' uh, first game on. On, uh, Friday at 1030. Uh, I'm actually really excited to see that because I believe the last time that Infamous played Seattle Thunder it was a 4-0 game uh, last year at MAO. So, uh, Thunder, I mean, they're not – they didn't win many games last year, but I didn't really consider them in the same level as uh, CEP and Aftershock.
0: Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I think that obviously they were ranked a little higher, but, it, you know, CEP and Aftershock really struggled last season. Thunder struggled, but not as mightily as they did. But, you know, before we sign off here and uh, – go get some rest before the start of this awesome marathon event that's going to be coming at you for four straight days, all day, every day here, live and free on Paintball Access. But, what do you think about 187 Crew, man? I think 187 Crew has a really good chance on this field.
1: I love the leadership that they have on that team, and I really feel like the strong will that that team has, and the way that they played their rookie season as a team, they're only going to be better. Obviously, you know, I live in San Diego, they're from up to Massachusetts, I haven't really got to see them play, and... Uh, From what I know about them, I feel like that they've been putting in that work. They did learn a lot from their first season, and I'm really excited to watch 187 play, and I really hope that they do well this season.
0: Yeah, and if you're a fan of getting your boys together and see what's possible with hard work, dedication, and talent, then you should be a fan of teams like 187. You should be a fan of teams like Thunder and Chattanooga CEP. I mean, these... These are teams that are basically, they're homegrown. They're the best players in that area. If you're definitely from the Northeast, you better be a fan of 187. I mean, I'm a fan, and I'm from Southern California, you know, and and never played on that team, and I've never played with any of those guys. But what they're doing is so awesome, and they play such a fun brand of aggressive paintball that's incredibly entertaining to watch. They gave some teams just... Great games last season. They didn't win a lot of games, but they did beat the Ironmen and they took Moscow Red Legion, who were good last year, took second twice, and they took them into overtime twice. So one eight seven could play some paintball. But that's the thing. That's one of the cool things about this sport, man. You you pick your buddies up, and you know that's look at the Ironmen. You know, like they've now come together again under him and with some young and up and coming guys that grew up in the area. It's you know, it's just one of those things. So I, I, it's going to be a brutal, especially with this field layout. You know, the word coming back from all the practice sessions is that this field layout is. You know, when we made this field, I wanted to call it bloody knuckles and the past couple of weeks this guy's been playing this layout and i've been you know meeting up with guys and having conversations with them i've just been noticing a ton of blood welts on their hands and so it's one of those things that it's it's going to get dirty out there this weekend
1: yeah this field is definitely set up for attacking uh, I think the snake's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of good action. We got another camera on the Dorito side now, roving around trying to get you some more shots to cover everything. And you know, I I, I can't wait to see it because I'm a fan. You know, yeah. just like you're just saying, I'm a fan. Whatever fan, whatever team you're a fan of out there, support the team. You know, let us know. You know, get everybody else to watch. Uh, you know, if you're a if you're a uh, X Factor fan, you know, get some of the people that are out here to come out and watch them and support them. You know, and if you guys can't make it out, tell more friends to watch uh, the webcast and cheer for your favorite teams.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, check out all the information on paypalaccess.com. We're gonna have Chris Lasoya, Lauren Kelly here as well, and the best teams in the world. So, also check the schedule out on our site, and uh, you know, go look through it, see who your where your favorite teams are gonna play. There's lots of good games out there, and then let everybody know. Please help us help the sport by spreading the word. Thank you guys for tuning in to the breakdown. Maddie Marshall, Todd Martinez, and we'll see you guys tomorrow morning.